Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Red Men News. I'm Ross Chalney, joined today by Errol Smith. Errol, how are we? Do you have a nice weekend? Are we coping? I, yeah, What's man. Not too bad. I had I had a good weekend, to be fair. I spent most of the day Sunday just lying horizontally, though, because I went on a 24-mile uh, bike ride on Saturday uh, down the Leeds-Liverpool Canal, and oh, it was a glorious day. Like It was lovely, but... Coming back, it was a nightmare. It was a bit of a killer. So, yeah, spent the whole of Sunday just lied up in bed uh, eating munchies and takeaway food. Nice. Sounds good. I mean, yeah, I went for a big long walk, but you just dwarfed what I've done, so now I feel uh, incapable. Um, Let's move on to some news. First off, (laughs) the title, the Mbappe stuff. Um, I'm not sure what I make of this, Errol, but we're going to talk about it anyway. But according to uh, La Ten Sports, Jürgen Klopp rang Mbappe's dad. Uh, for those wondering why, um, he's not a can he come out and play. Uh, it turns out he's his agent. Um, this is going to go on for a couple of months, this stuff. I know uh, last week there was the report of his, his price had dropped to, I don't know, 30, 40 million pounds, or whatever stupid it was. Um, but he contacted Mbappe's father in a bid to gauge his son's interest in joining a team that is 25 points clear at the top of the Premier League. Uh, this is cited from the Mirror, who, of course, cited the 10 sports. Uh, it seems Liverpool, Liverpool managers trying to get ahead of the race to sign a World Cup winner in Mbappe, uh, who's apparently on the verge of completing a transfer to, to Madrid. Uh, loads of things that are up in the air at the minute. Errol, obviously, no transfer window, no football. We don't know what's going on. This seems a bit like just a bit of filler, maybe. Um, oh, Absolutely, and it's it's got that sprinkle dust, hasn't it? A, a little bit of magic in there for us all to get a little bit gassed about. My take on it, I think it was I read somewhere else about the the replacement of Mane. That was the whole the framing of that conversation, and I, I just don't think that bit makes sense to me too much. I think if we was just going to get Mbappe, Mbappe would just be the marquee. I don't want to see any of us have to sacrifice Salah or, or Mane to, to make that happen. But at the same time, how likely is it going to happen right now, given everything that's going on? I'd still say it's very unlikely. No. Do you, uh, do you want him at Liverpool? Mbappe? Yeah. Part of me does, because I think he's like on remark too. And if... I just think if Henri would have played for Liverpool, it would have been oh. it would have just been unbelievable. So I think part of me does want him. Um, the, the part of me that's like a little bit more reserved is the one that decided me that's saying, well, if we get him, does that mean someone has to go the other way? I seen Firmino being offered to um, to Barcelona apparently as well the other day as a link because obviously we're trying to get the team awareness in as well. So I'm a bit like where. There's a, there's a lot of parts at the moment in terms of the players that we've got. As you say, you've already got Salah, we've already got Mane, we've already got Firmino. If you're looking to definitely get Werner and Mbappe, people have got to go. 
And at the moment, I'm still quite attached to our front three. I still think they're the best front three in world football. So, if you're 25 points clear in the league, you know, in your world champions and current European champions, you know, off the back of those three and everybody else, why would you change that? Exactly, do you know what I mean? Would you Um, have him? Yeah, let's move on. Um, I would absolutely love him, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want us to go and spend the biggest chunk of our money, you know, our transfer war chest or whatever you call on one player. Yeah. Um, but I also understand the argument of like you know I want I want to keep the front three, but what happens in two three years time when those players go above you know, the age of thirty? I've got no doubt they can, they can carry on. Have you then missed a boat on one of the world's best players? You know, the same can be said for, for Timo Werner and stuff like that. And you know, I think you're right. I think there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts and, and stuff that can and can't happen. Um, but you know, in two three years time, there might be someone else who's who's just as good we don't know about. And do you know what? Out of any, out of anything, I think if you look back five ten years ago, you wouldn't be lined up as a Liverpool fan with the next best coming striker, yeah. midfielder, defender. The fact that he's even in the conversation, and a lot of people just say it's speculation, it's just transfer talk. The fact that Liverpool are you know, trying to scalp one of the, the best talents in world football, it can only be a good bid. And I can't expect us to go and get a, um, a David and Gog off the back of this now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can't yeah. drop us down those levels after you know, you're throwing in Mbappe is the name. So fingers crossed someone does come in. That's pretty yeah. big. Mbappe, not Varane, I'm up for those conversations. Uh, it's been another conversation I don't particularly want to have, but you know it's here again. Uh, Philip Coutinho has told he has three options after making his transfer contact with Liverpool. Uh, former Brazilian star uh, is certainly Barcelona when the transfer window opens, or if it opens, uh, but it's unclear where, where he will be heading. Uh, so his choices are Bayern Munich, um, if he's allowed to remain on there, but I saw a report this morning they don't want him, they don't want to make it, make it permanent or, or, or loan him again because... I think his wages are just far too high and he costs too much money to buy for that money that he's, he's playing. Um, I'm going on loan to another club is, is another option, but again, he will take him. And let me find the quote. Uh, Everton are one club who fit this bill. They're keen to land on Brazilian and willing to put the money um, for Barcelona. Do you know where I mean, he's going? I, 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 if, if, oh, no. if Newcastle so, get bought, he'll end up in Newcastle. Oh, if they get bought... Yeah. They, they'll just snap him up as their first marquee. And you know what? If he ended up in Newcastle, good luck to you. He's a great player. I know people want that creativity in the field that has never been replaced. I think it's Navi Keita. He just hasn't kicked on yet. But also, what message does that send to other players? They go, well, I want me to move to Barcelona and all that. The stuff is, you know, there's pros and cons to him, isn't there? I, I think the chance of him returning to Liverpool, that's dead in the water. But I think... The Premier League, for, from a player's perspective, it's a league he's familiar with. It's a league that he, he's had you know, quite a lot of success in. Um, he's been able to get the best of a lot of defences in the league. So I don't think he'd struggle to pick a team. I just think once you've kind of got a relationship with a club the size of Liverpool, it does become difficult to to form an allegiance with another side in that respect. So you've kind of got to go a little bit neutral and the teams that we compete against, the Chelsea's, the Man U's, uh, the Cities, and the Tottenham's of this world, I just don't think he'd ever get a good reception. And he's already seen that in the likes of Suarez going to, to Barca. He's seen it in Sterling going to Man City and how he was heckled on his return for the years before he went to Barcelona. So he knows what he's going to expect. Um, I don't think Everton's a a smart bet either because then he's back in the city and I think he'd just have always that the grass is always green and on the other side uh, Stanley Park Do you think that that would play into say Everton or Newcastle for example that you mentioned there do you think that would be in their mind so he went to Newcastle mm-hmm. smashed it for a season and he, you know he's, he's, he gets turned again thinking well I might go there you know, do you think they might have, hesitate to buy him for, um, for what he did at Liverpool or do they just go quality player 
you yeah. need to move. Let's get them in. I think the the brackets under in in whatever sense you want to say. I think they're a little bit of a bracket under where they probably would just say we can afford to have him because of the player that he's got. It doesn't matter all the baggage that comes with him. And if he does choose to go elsewhere, think of what we'll have gained if Newcastle could gain you know a European spot with having Coutinho for a year once they've been bought out by this you know consortium or whatever. That's progress for them. That's the building, the building blocks for what City have went on to do and what you know other teams have went on to do. So I think they probably would um, make those type of investments. But you know he could do something like what Newcastle did with Sergio, what City have done with Sergio Aguero. They bought a quality player from a European club, and you're thinking about four or five years, he'd just go off, go to yeah. a Barcelona or go to a Real Madrid, and he stuck around. Maybe he might have learned his lesson by this point. Who knows? Yeah, Newcastle's a, a huge club. I won't mind him going there, actually, to be honest. Uh, let's move on. The Premier League return timetable uh, has been announced in the report in the Times. Uh, indicated how a cross-sport report has been completed and how uh, to safely hit uh, resume on football, as well as other sports follow, following the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, again, you know, we always say this, we'll caveat this, with, you know, if it's safe and well to do so, like, like we, we can support this. Um, but the conversations are ongoing. Um, so you can see on your screen now, I think Tom, Tom put it on, so Monday, 27th April, uh, Arsenal are probably the first side to return to training. Uh, players will travel alone and do individual workouts. Uh, goes right through uh, to, to May, to June uh, and August and kind of goes through the step-by-step stages, Errol, of, you know, of where we possibly could be at. Um, I wouldn't take this for, for gospel because you know, we were talking on camera just before, you know, it depends what the reports say and the data that the government gets of, of where the, the virus is up to. They want to prevent a, a second spike in, you know, in, in the virus. If you're safe and well to go and do so, then this report kind of looks quite, quite thorough and quite well thought out. But, you know, there's always going to be the caveat of, well, you know, it's all right putting this report out. Well, things might change today. Yeah, got to still play it by ear, haven't we? And I think everyone's at the point now where we're all very realistic of that. We all accept that, you know, it's, it's all well and good having these theories and these systems for how we can go back and phasing it back in. But in terms of when it's going to be practical to do so, nobody knows. There's no one, one person that can give us that answer right now. Um, so I think I think it's nice, though. I think football fans have just needed something to go off. I think we said it in a couple of shows a few weeks back. Just if someone could give us some guideline dates, we could start mentally preparing our minds to what possibly could be. And you know what? They've turned around and done it. And I think, you know, a lot of people will be content with that. If it is if it is true, teams are still starting to go back to training and you can start seeing the clips of footage of those things happening again in the background, I think people will start getting that bubble and that uh, excitement again, thinking, yeah, football could be on its return. Yeah, it's not known, isn't it? And it's also, I think, your judgment can be clouded by what's going on in the league. So the Dutch league, you know, they they stopped their league at the weekend, didn't they? Yeah. But you know, Germany going back to it, non-league football has been been cancelled, and they're going to sort it out themselves. But I find it difficult in the sense of, you know, obviously spend quite a lot of time on Twitter of you know people giving their opinions and whatever, mm. and it, there's no one out there who's giving an opinion. It doesn't have an agenda behind it. So you know, we've gone through the, the Karen Brady stuff and. People saying, "Oh, do this and do that." I, I think Steve might have put a tweet out the weekend of like, "There's a lot of people are saying void the league, but their agenda is solely based on sort of Liverpool don't win the league." And I think in like in the context of things of of what's important and stuff like that. Like I personally, like I'd like it back, but like not just for Liverpool. Like, I'm looking at it in the sense of Leeds, West Brom, the people that are down below still got a chance bro, of promotion bro. and all this stuff. Yeah, and it's just like. 
I'm honestly looking at it from a, a selfish Liverpool fan at the end of the day. I right. want this I want this league to be wrapped up one way or another. And I think everyone I seen something the other day where people were going on <clears throat> going on about, you know, we can't we can void the season and Liverpool can't be crowned champions because they've not mathematically won it. Sad. If that's the case, then Liverpool are the only team that plays in the Champions League next season because we're the only team that have mathematically done that up until this point. Mm. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No thought about it like that. <laughs> yeah, well played. So, so it, it, the, these little arguments that people want to throw out, and that, it's, it's all well and good, but the reality of it is, I seen something come out from UEFA the other day that I've just been reading on, and it was a sporting merit or something. And yeah. I know it sounds like a certificate that you got for just turning up on PE day, whether you won or you didn't. But th- that's the whole, that's the basis of what UEFA are saying. You need to finish and uh, award your seasons on the back of. And if that's the case, you could not by any means say that Liverpool on merit, sporting merit especially, do not deserve to be crowned champions of the Premier League. And, you know, obviously we'd love to be able to complete the 38 games, but everything you keep saying about being it being fit and well to do so, and, you know, if it's not going to be the case, you just need to give us a crown and just wrap yeah. it up on a bow, send it down the M62. <laughs> <laughs> and Jobs are <laughs> Um, just want to give something a, a little push today. Um, we've got a, an exclusive interview with Martin Kelly. Paul spoke to him last week. It's his birthday today, which has worked out quite well for us. Uh, it's going to be out on the RedmondTV.com at half seven tonight. Uh, something else to give a little push as well. Uh, Paul and Chris are back. They're going to do another Football Manager series, which is on at four o'clock today. Uh, they're going to live stream that on the main Redmen channel. So if you watched all the other stuff that they've done before, there's been loads of people that have asked for it. I don't think it's quite the same concept, so you're not going to have Chris thrown up against the wall by Emil Heskey 
or any of that stuff. If you're not, not sure, just go back and watch it. It's, it's absolute quality. Uh, but that will be back later on today. Uh, moving on, got two more pieces to get through before we get to your questions and your comments. Get them in and Tom will pass them on to me. Uh, there was the William transfer stuff. Rumours on Friday, Errol, I think it was, or Thursday, Friday last week. Mm. Uh, but apparently Arsenal have jumped ahead on Liverpool. Um, this is just not something that, that I've spoken about. Um, to all, and I don't think you are, you have either. So I just wanted to get your opinion on, on whether you'd have them or not. I quite like, I love him as a footballer. But the Arsenal stuff makes sense because, well, London. first of all, it's, it's a well-trodden path. Like, he, you know, you know, he gets to stay in London. He probably gets, you know, a huge amount of wages playing playing for Arsenal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But having said that, you know, you speaking about the front three before and, you know, getting a big name like Werner or Mbappe or somewhere in there, for a free transfer, potentially getting really added, who's <laughs> very experienced in, in, you know, in the league and, and nationally as well. To bring that experience and quality that he's got, I think will, will be a good thing for Liverpool. Absolutely. And if, if it means... If there's any truth in one of our Brazilians going out the door, it wouldn't hurt to bring another Brazilian in at the same time to kind of keep that chemistry alive um, for what's already in-house. Um, the other thing that I was thinking as well, if we're going to potentially sell it, the likes of a Shaqiri, I think a Willian is an upgrade on a Shaqiri. Um, and if we get him on a free, I think that's brilliant business if one was to go one way and the other came in. Um, and I think also with him, we was meant to have signed him before Chelsea was. When did he go? Was it 2013? I think, I think he, he came to us. And then, if I'm right, I'm right remembering this, he went to Spurs and he almost yeah. signed for Spurs. Spurs and, and then, then went, went to them. To Chelsea, yeah. And I think that was the season that we, I think we finished second, wasn't it? Because um, I think by the end of that, that season. 08 09, wasn't it? No, no, no. Well before after oh, wait, it was thirteen, fourteen because oh, was, sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the season that they bought Salah halfway through, so it was like they stole both of our potential season-winning players on us back then. But do you know what? To be honest, I, I think, I think he'd just be a good, a good option. The Arsenal thing just makes more sense. The one thing, you know, I, I don't watch Arsenal too closely, but I know that they, they're not always. Even if it is a free transfer, he's probably going to be expecting decent wages. I don't know if Arsenal would be prepared to dig that deep into the pockets, but who knows? To be honest, um, as I say, it's just you, with Arsenal, do they really need more forwards? I mean, they haven't got because they've got defence for a start, have they? Well, I think it's what they choose to prioritise. But I think, I again, I don't watch too much. But I think the there was there was a link with Abama Yang. They've stopped. They broke down in contract talks. Um, so if they're in a point where they're going to accept that they're going to have to sell him, does okay. that mean they keep? one person up front and then bring someone else in on the wide. Who knows? I don't really care. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Let's do that instead. Uh, last story and kind of ties to what we were talking about before. Uh, the Mail have done a piece on how many people will be required if football is to return behind closed doors. Uh, so it's 40 players, three for VAR, four doping controllers, uh, on 130 people for the media. Um, it's how ghost games will look, apparently. Uh, the Premier League is aiming for a June 8th resumption following the COVID-19 crisis. The league estimate a minimum of 300 people. And this is one of the things that, it's not that I've got an issue with Errol, but this is one of the things that I think we, we need to, to kind of talk about. Like, I'm fine with all that, but all those people at some level, whether, you know, they, they're in the uh, quarantine together and you, you kind of do a mass thing on, on TV, whatever. I don't want all those people that are going to be involved in all those games to be getting tested above people that are on the front line work because I just don't think that's, it makes any sense as much as I want football back I'll, you know you know, I, I'm missing it don't take the chance of people that are working in nursing homes in their hospitals or you know doing anything like that you know for the fucking postman do you know what I mean go make sure that they're safe first before you start giving it to, to footballers and I, I I completely get why you say that and I 
on a model level, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. The only thing is I'm thinking is it's money talks in them situations. And what I'm thinking would be the Premier League would have a pot of fund that they'd be able to access to be able to make sure anyone involved would be able to be tested. They pay for all that stuff in advance. Then the individuals are tested. The hospitals and those type of things, unfortunately, they're not funded in the same way. They don't have that that surplus of of money right now to make sure that all staff across the front lines are being, you know, got the PPE stuff on and stuff. So it's difficult. Maybe by June 8th, it would, it would be all right though, because hopefully, and I think not testing, aren't they? it's, it's like the, it's like the stuff with the footballers and the wages and stuff. It's still a little bit unfair to ask them to do too much because it's, it's just that you're opening a huge can of worms. I think, you know, if the Premier League can manage it as effectively and safely as possible, and they're doing it with their own resources, then I can understand why it will take place when it does. Yeah. Um, let's get into some questions and comments. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Uh, Alan Bappe, Linda Stanley says, imagine Mbappe in our squad, highly unlikely, but just imagine European royalty. Mbappe, yes. If you don't buy him now, you'll never get him. He's 21 compared to our 27-year-old front three, which is what we were talking about before. Uh, Easy Scott 99 says, can we afford Mbappe? This is something that I think was brought up. I saw in a comment somewhere on the internet. Um if Liverpool was to go out and spend X amount on Mbappe, is it a good look, the fact that they went to go and apply for the furlough scheme? Because, you know, they're trying to, I don't know, save money or go apply for government funding and then turn around and go, there's £100 million on Mbappe. It's not a... But again, it's 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 where the clubs have got their like certain funds are already spoken for and accounted for in certain aspects. It's not all just one big pot at any one given time. So... Again, footballing decisions might be handled financially by one strand of Liverpool. You know, off the off the pitch decisions might be handled financially by another strand of Liverpool. As fans, we're not really going to know that. I don't think we should really just blare things together and just assume just because they're going to spend 100 mil on, you know, Mbappe means that he was banged out of order to furlough staff. It's... Does, you know, it's, it's not, not so much from us. I think it's more from rival fans. It's just an excuse. For I it. don't care what rival fans are. You can have Twitter, do you? you no, I don't have Twitter. I don't see it. So chill, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so composed. Uh, Coutinho T. Subby says, um, I think of a move to Chelsea would be great for Phil. I think Chelsea would be a great deal there. Phil needs uh, to hit some confidence. He can get back to the level he was for sure. I think for Coutinho would be quite dangerous at Chelsea, to be honest, because if you think of their midfield that they've already got, had him in there. I think you know. Is it, is it Billy Gilmore, the young lad? He, he did quite well when he played against us. Coming Didn't, through, haven't he just bought that Ziyech as well from Ajax? He's just due to come in, and from <clears throat> as soon as we lost Coutinho, in terms of who I would have liked to have make that kind of transition, it was all I always earmarked him just from my FIFA days, and thought that Ziyech from Ajax was a a like for like almost replacement. We never went and got him, but if they've got similarities and similar qualities, he might find it a bit difficult to. You know, stamp his name down in Chelsea at this moment in time. Yeah. Uh, finally, on return of the Premier League, John Rainbird, oh, Joe Raybird, sorry, says a small part of me wants the league to be voided just for the next season title uh, would be even more special than this one would be. In front of the fans after all this would be boss. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with half of that <laughs> just to do it in front of the fans. I think it will be, it'd be a bit anticlimactic, wouldn't it, to, to kind of win the league and kind of just celebrating your own, but it's a league title, isn't it? Well, in, in my head the other day, I had a, a theory that we should, if we can't go back to playing football before August, then we should pick up 
the the next season and start the next season how the calendar games would be and at some point in the new year which is 2021 when everything can go back to normal and fans can start going back to the grounds you would have a break where you finish the remaining eight games from the season before and then at least the fans would be back in football for the situ of someone winning a trophy and then once those games are over you continue out the rest of the said second season but yeah. you know it's a bit messy but I just thought that way at That's least what fans what theory you come up with in the past month <laughs> And all, all three of them could have worked, but I think this I is the best one so far. <laughs> okay, so I don't agree with that. I thought fine. Uh, Blue Shoe Chat from Steven Sunville. Thank you very much. He says, our club is not a panic buy, uh, unlike other clubs. I guess, yeah, that's probably what I'm back. I'll maybe continue. I don't know. But yeah, um, I don't think that's right, isn't it? I think there's a lot of pressure on clubs to kind of improve and kind of bridge that gap, isn't there? Whereas I said last week, I don't think there's, I don't, not that I don't want Liverpool to buy anyone, but I just think there's as much pressure on Liverpool to go into the transfer market and go, go and get someone. Well, we didn't last season, did we? So I think that's why everyone's probably thinking we've got two seasons or two big summers worth of uh, a transfer fund there to go and get someone who is going to be marquee. I don't necessarily think it's going to be Mbappe, though. You know, I think there will be quality brought back in, but I just don't think it's going to be, you know, Mbappe. No. Well, we'll have to wait and see when this window's open anyway. Uh, Errol, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be no back worries. on Wednesday with some more news for you. Don't forget to go and check out Martin Kelly and see you out at half seven tonight uh, and Paul and Chris's live stream on the main Red Men YouTube channel. Football Manager Series, I think I'm going to be watching that to see how they get on. Uh, if you've got any suggestions for signings, tweet us at the Red Men TV uh, and I'll pass it on to them before they get started. Uh, we'll see you soon. Ta-ra. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.